Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott, and these are in Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese-American. So grab a glass of vinho or um copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese-American, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit down, down at, at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. Welcome, everyone, to our Portuguese table. I'm Maria Lawton. Angela, come on in. Say hello to hello. everyone. Hello, hello. <laughs> Angela Samoz here. <laughs> and it's just, you know what? This is our first podcast. It might sound kind of silly, goofy, whatever it is that you think it might sound. <laughs> But it's going to be a lot of laughing. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of giggling. I'm sorry. Because this is something where, I mean, how did how did this all come about? I think you and I, um, when was it? In December? Was it December that we? Yeah, we did the webinar. We did a webinar together. Yeah. And after we finished our webinar, we start talking and we're like, well, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And you're like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. But I think it just went back and forth, and we're like, what the heck? Let's do a podcast. Exactly. There's none out there, so let's do it. Let's just do it. And it's, and we figured, okay, what do we like to do as Portuguese? And I can say that because we are Portuguese, mm -hmm. and that is we love to talk. Talk. We do love to talk. <laughs> I think we really love to talk. And we love eating. We do mm -hmm. love eating. So, And we love to take, you know, And especially talking with a drink in our hand. Oh, my God. That's that's really wonderful. So we want to imagine everyone out there who's listening to this. You know, Angela and I are at a table. I have a glass of wine. I don't know. Probably in one of our kitchens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, for us, it's in the afternoon. If you're hearing this in the morning and you're thinking, oh, my God, that Maria's a lush. She's already drinking wine. But for me, it's late in the afternoon when we're mm -hmm. doing this. And um, so, yeah, so we're just going to just say what we feel like saying. And I'm just so happy that we are going to do this. I think there's a need out there for a voice of, about being Portuguese. Agreed. Well, and then also the, the perspective of different generations, right? Because you are, were born there, but then came here at a very early age. And I'm third generation. So, Correct. And I am old enough to be Angela's mother. Ah. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I'm you didn't putting... have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth. And uh, so and the funny thing is, is when we started just discussing everything. It's like, oh my God, we absolutely think the same way, which is an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and also and, that we're from different coasts, right? Because correct. I'm in California. Yes. You're in, uh, I'm in Massachusetts. Wigland. Yeah. I'm in Massachusetts and, um, having one of the coldest days today, um, uh, ever in our uh, winter history, but that's okay. That's why I'm drinking wine. Hello. Yeah. Why? So I won't I won't tell you about the sunshine that's here in California. Oh no, don't tell. <laughs> you know what's funny? And the majority of uh Portuguese, of course, kind of immigrated to these coasts. So we have a huge cluster here in New England, mm -hmm. as well as you have a huge cluster out there in the West. We do, though we are considerably more spread out than you guys are over there. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have our pockets, but the, the little Portugals here are nothing compared to what your little Portugals are there. So <laughs> yes. you're, you have no idea how lucky you are. <laughs> oh, and I know, I know I am. I know yeah. I am. Yeah. And, um, and so the reason for this podcast is just to let, you know, the world know about us yeah. and not only just, Hey, we're Portuguese. We're here. We're proud. Hey, Hey, look at us. Also about, we're going to be interviewing these amazing people yes. that are, yes. that we have lined up that are successful Portuguese people in our community and Portuguese food on the map with the mainstream. Yes. Yes. Yep. Do we even want to share who we have in, in our list of names sure. or would we be sure. bragging? Are we bragging if we start doing that? You know, we wouldn't like, be Portuguese if we weren't bragging. Come on now. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah. You know, we are a humble people, but we do like to brag every now and oh. then. <laughs> yeah, we do. We absolutely do. And there's nothing wrong with that, guys. There's nothing okay. wrong with it. So, yeah, so we have Chef George Mendes, who's going to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one. We have David Late, who, mm-hmm. again, is uh, like this great person that we love, too. Yep. Now, with George Mendes, I have to go back to George. Uh, I'm just so excited to say the name. You know, he has two uh, restaurants. He ha- opened just a small one in an, in his own restaurant, Lupolo. He's opened another one called Bika. Um, he's got mm-hmm. the cookbook. He's as cute as all get out. Oh, my God. He is, <laughs> he is cute. pretty cute. He's he's a handsome man, and he's Portuguese. He's first generation here, and he carries with him that you know that pride of being mm-hmm. Portuguese, which I love. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be proud of who we are and own it, mm-hmm. and not be wishy washy about it. And and he takes it, he owns it. And then there's David Late, who again is the, an amazing food writer, and we're talking about food writer for you know food and wine for, Mm -hmm. you know, all the major publications of food writing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and of course he has his book, the new Portuguese table. So he, he's, we both love him. I I can, I can say that. His book, I think was the, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the first quote unquote modern Portuguese books, right? Portuguese recipes. Because Everything else had been like, oh, you know, traditional Portuguese cooking, which is great. But he really took a new twist. And I think that was the first time we saw that. And we've seen a few come out since then, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think the first, because, you know, there weren't, there's hardly any Portuguese recipe books at the time. See, I am an old lady. Let's put it out there. (laughs) And the first book that I saw for the food of Portugal was written by Jean Anderson. Now, Jean Yes, Jean Anderson. And I'm thinking, what is a non-Portuguese? Now, now I can say this because this is a Portuguese podcast here, guys. Yes. And I'm going to be very honest. I saw Jean Anderson. First of all, is she Portuguese? So yeah. I'm, you know, I had to buy the book because it was the food of Portugal. And of course, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to support Portuguese people, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I see the name Portuguese and I see Jean Anderson. I'm thinking, okay, maybe she married, you know, someone English, whatever, like I did. I married yeah. an English Irishman. So maybe, you know, she's taking Jean and it's something else and she's changed it. And as I'm reading it, she's not. It's she's a food writer and mm-hmm. she traveled Portugal and she wrote about the food there and and saying these are the customs, this is how it is and I'm thinking this is not how it is. You know, know, I get it. You know, she would like say, you know, this and that. And I'm like, 
no, that wasn't how I was raised, you know? So it's like, okay, this is great. She, everyone loved it. It was a great success. I think it was one of her greatest successes in, in cookbook writing and whatever. But I'm thinking, why isn't more Portuguese people writing about Portuguese yeah. cooking? Yeah. So David was right after Jean. I think it was his book after that. Huh. And, um, I mean, some years after, but his was the, the major one after. And then it was also Anna Ortiz, who will be um, also a guest. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to speaking to her. And she, she's just a wonderful person. And she's on her second cookbook now, which I'm so yeah. proud of her. Which just came out, yeah. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Both I have both her books, and they're just gorgeous. And she's the sweetest woman when you meet her. And, yeah, she's just a, a, wonder, a wonderful person, and she loves baking breads. We had a conversation not too long ago, and her big thing was she loves baking breads. So mm-hmm. today I was I follow her in on Facebook, and, and I'm friends with her also. And uh, so today she posted pictures of freshly baked bread, and she's nice. like, you know, like these three loaves of gorgeous bread and we are Portuguese. We love our bread. And I'm like, oh, my God, that looks so good. And, and you will you believe, Maria, that I gave up bread for Lent? No, you didn't. I did. And, you know, it's just goes to show how much bread we eat because it has been so hard and it's only been a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh know. Angela. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I have a neighbor of mine who a few years ago had given up sweets for Lent. Well, yeah, not a problem. Oh no, she has a sweet tooth. She has a sweet tooth. I don't think it lasted more than a week. Uh, and she was like, "I'm sorry, I just can't. I, just I have can't. to. I have to." It was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "You're not going to hell. It's okay." You. Yes, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> he forgives you for having that piece of muffin that you wanted that morning. You know, it's. Yep. It's okay. It's, you're yep. going to live. So, but yeah, bread. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. So I was very, so to make it a little easier, I was very specific that it was bread, not all carbs. <laughs> I mean, let's not get too crazy, right? <laughs> so you are upping your pasta and your rice. <laughs> yes. Yes. To compensate. <laughs> to compensate for the bread. <laughs> oh, well, how God. about rice bread? Ah, oh, see, ah, I like the way you think. You like the way I think. I know, Angela. I know this is dangerous. Uh, I can find a loophole somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, <laughs> I'm counting on you. Yes. So yeah, and, and I know you. Um, I know you're friends with so many people out in the West Coast, and you've got a whole bunch of people that you've invited to the podcast. And so let's tell our listeners who um, who you're going to be having on for us. Yeah, so um, Antelmo Faria will be one. He's a chef here out in San Jose, California. Got his start, I don't know his whole history, but I know one of his early gigs was at La Salette, Portuguese restaurant in Sonoma. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a more of a higher end. It's not your traditional. So if you're looking for like family style traditional food, that's not where you go. But, yeah. um, you know, it's Sonoma. It's wine country. So you have to cater to the American crowd. And, and Chef Manuel Azevedo 
who opened that location. He'll also be a guest on. Yes, on the I can't wait. He opened that one, and and uh, Chef Azevedo has actually opened two, and he's working on his third. He's got Cafe Lucia also in Healdsburg, which is close to Sonoma, and then Tashka Tashka is going to be opening soon, um, also in Sonoma, which is I think a little like Lupo. Is it Lupolo? Lupolo. Um, Lupolo, yeah, Lupolo. in New York. So that kind of. You know what we'll uh, do is when we interview George, we're going to have to say. Hi, Chef George. Could you tell us your names yeah. of your restaurants? Because I don't want to so butcher. butcher the names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one that starts with the L. Is it Lupulu, Lupolo? What is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Chef Azevedo, he also published a, a really big cookbook, actually. I've seen it. Uh, it's, the the it's recipes beautiful. are quite... Yes, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. The, the photographer was Portuguese as well that did all the, the photography. Um, so it was a really great collaboration. I have to say, I'll probably never cook a recipe from that book, but it's <laughs> they're not... intimidating. Now, I'm a I yeah. cook, I'm a good cook, but those recipes are very intimidating. They are, yeah. I and yeah. you know, but they're beautiful. And again, you, you've got to support, you've got to support your own. And yeah, that's I, okay, I have exactly. his book. That's the reason I bought it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's funny too because if you meet Manuel, he's not a pretentious guy at all. So it's funny that you either they hear this complicated book, but he's so down to earth. He's you know very involved in the local Portuguese hall there in Sausalito. And so he's great. Um, but then going back to Antelmo Faria, young guy, he's, uh, I think he's younger than me, which, you know, makes him 20. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a baby. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> he's a young guy, got his start there. Then he went on to work at um, a Mexican restaurant, Tacolicious, and just got some really great experience. And then thought, you know, there's no Portuguese restaurant, like full-on restaurant in San Francisco. And it's really something that's missing for our community. And so he is going to be opening uh, Umakaza in San Francisco. So we are all super, super excited. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to be doing a book tour in what do you call it this coming year. And one of the places I'm supposed to be going in and stopping is in San Francisco area. So hopefully I'll be able to check that restaurant out. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. I have to check see what the opening day is. Um, but yeah, if it is, or even if it's not, I'm, I'm sure he would love to host you and, and we could yeah, you know, that'd be awesome. do a little event or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing, uh, he's been doing pop-ups around the city, which oh, have been really? successful. Yeah. And so the pop-up thing isn't quite as popular in San Francisco as it is in New York. I know that yeah. it's uh, kind of all the rage over there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I think a good test bed for his recipes and to see if there's an appetite for the food out here. He's been doing quite a few and he's sold out of every single one. So wow, That's looking forward awesome. to that. Yeah. And then we, we opened up, um, we, uh, some people, <laughs> the community, <laughs> we were, we were lucky enough to get another restaurant called Adega in San Jose. So hopefully we'll be able to get those chefs on the show yeah. as well. I'm sure they would love to. Yeah. And, and then, um, uh, I know we're bragging. We're bragging, folks. We're bragging. We're bragging. And you're like, what the heck are these girls talking about? Well, let me tell you, we're going to talk a lot because we love to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you're one, either, they're going to love us or hate us, right? Yes, they are. They're going to go, oh my God, there's this, they can't shut up. But I mean, we, I, we have Chef Joe Rigo. Uh, who yeah, is, I'm so that, excited for him. I know. Right now he's out there. He's out in uh, California right now. He's oh. doing another uh, Food Network show. Another one that's a competition. Okay. He is a chop champion. He is a, um, oh my God, I'm screwing up now. What he also did, it was, um, 
Oh my goodness. It was the two competitions that he's done. Cutthroat Kitchen. That's it. The second one was Cutthroat Kitchen. And he won that one. So I had coffee with him not too long ago because he's also a local guy. And I told him about this and he's like, yeah, I want to be on. I can't wait. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, So we'll get him on as soon as he gets back from California. But yeah, there's just all of these. And you know what? And there'll be some other people. I don't know if I want to tell everybody, everybody is going to be on because, you know, maybe we just want to surprise you. So there, and we're going to do these podcasts, um, every other week Mm -hmm. we're going to, they're not going to be live folks because our sound engineer, Scott, hi Scott, I know you're there, honey. And he's listening. He's going to hopefully make us sound not as giggly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. I say giggling women. Uh, and I start giggling, but you know, he's going to make us sound like we just know what the heck we're doing. And, um, So, yeah, so it's just the three of us, folks. And, um, yeah, I am just I am so looking forward to this. You know, it's it's just great for us to, you know, just to talk a little bit about who we are and what makes making with us being Portuguese, what we love about it, how, um, you know, all of those things. So, Angela, what does being Portuguese mean to you, honey? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, before yeah. I get into that, I was just going to say one thing I'm looking forward to with this podcast is talking about. Uh, so, again, uh, you and I are having not only different generations in different uh, locations, but also you're a really good cook. And not that I can't cook, but there's a lot of things that I don't know. And so I'm looking forward to discussing recipes and how do you do that? And, oh, that's how you do that. And now I tried it this way. And no, you should really do it that way. And I mean, you have a great story about your sweetbread and how you kept thinking the dough was too dry. And and then like, oh, no, someone told you that it should be more wet. And so all those things that I think a lot of people who really want to start cooking Portuguese food, but maybe are intimidated. Yeah. You know, and yeah. oh, okay, well, let's get started with an easy recipe. And hey, listen, if Angela can do it, anybody can do it, right? Oh so, <laughs> um, so I'm, you know, looking forward to that stuff too because um, yeah. we, while we've we ate Portuguese food in my family, we didn't really spend a lot of time learning how to make it. So yeah. I'm excited about that. But so to answer your question, um, yes. that's such a hard question for me to answer because it's just always been who I am. It is. Um, I felt like. So high school wasn't great for me. I didn't really fit in, but I always felt at home going to the Portuguese hall and being around my my Portuguese family and my cousins and my friends. And so in high school, I didn't go to high school dances. I went to the Portuguese hall because there were dances every Friday and Saturday night. And the guys there would actually dance with you instead of, you know, you having to stand against the wall and watch people dance or dance in groups of girls, you know. Right. You could actually dance, you know, to Pimba music, George Freda and <laughs> Leal. You could actually go out there and dance with a guy. And it didn't have to be a guy that you liked. It was just a friend of yours. And then, you know, we grew up marching in the festas. So, so being side maid and queen and carrying the flags and the rosaries and everything. And so that, you know, those, those were our weekends for the first 18 years of my life. And um, it was just, what does it mean? It means... Being close to family, enjoying life, celebrations. There's always a yes, celebration for something. Always a celebration. Yeah. And and embracing your your being different because I was certainly different than everybody that I went to school with, and it was about embracing that and being proud of it, yeah. um, which I also know is a little different from the experience of some people who grew up and their parents or grandparents said, no, 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 you 
don't tell anybody you're Portuguese. You have to be American. Yes. And I, ne- I never, I never had that. that. Me neither. Yeah, I never had that either. Me neither. So um, when I hear those stories, I just think, oh, God, that's such a bummer because my yeah, – it, it, it breaks my heart. It actually breaks my heart when I hear that. Yeah, no, my, my parents and my grand. So it's funny. I'm 100% Portuguese, but I'm third generation. So yeah. that just goes to show you that how involved my family has been in the Portuguese community because that's where my grandparents met each other and my parents met each other. So, you know, we just kept yeah. the bloodline pure. <laughs> And then my husband is Portuguese. Our daughter is Portuguese. That's so, right. You know, there's a lot That's of pressure right. on her. She's yeah. only there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm hearing you saying all those things, and it's all beautiful. And and again, we we know this because you're third generation here, and I was born there. I was born in uh, in San Miguel in on mm-hmm. the Azores, and I came over when I was six. But I came over in the uh, in the 60s when it was the one of the larger immigrations from the Azores and Portuguese you know to come over number right. one it was under dictatorship of Salazar at the time and Kennedy you know I swear I say this to everyone but growing up every home pretty much of my friends that I would go to up in the wall including my grandmother she would have a picture of the Pope. And next yeah. to the Pope, she had a picture of President Kennedy. And because those were the two most important people for us at the yeah. time, because that was, you know, they're the Kennedy was the one who opened those doors for us. And right. and coming here, I never and to this day, I've never lost the sense of who I am. And and. And my parents and my grandparents, you know, my grandparents had immigrated uh, some years before. And when we got here, when my parents got here, it was just my mother's side of the family here. All of my dad's side of the family is still there. So it was a type of thing where this is who we are. We are very proud of who we are. Mm -hmm. Look at these amazing people who are Portuguese. This is where we come from. This is in our bloodline. Mm -hmm. And we are so proud. And for those of those people who can't see how great we are, (laughs) we don't want anything to do with them. And, (laughs) And if they say anything that goes against anything of, of, and contrary to what we are feeling, you just need to stand tall and go, you know, this is this is who I am. So yeah. I've had really parents and grandparents that instilled that in us, you know, and I yeah. I was asked by a website called Portuguese Pride. And we're going to have Stephen on, too, from the Portuguese Pride. Come on. And oh, cool. talk. yeah. And he's from Canada and he's going to be talking about, you know, all what makes him proud and what, you know, all of those things that that he's trying to put together and. And he asked me that this question, this is why I'm asking you. And I told him exactly that. My parents were, and my grandparents just instilled that. And my grandfather, he, my, my mom's dad, he, he always had a book in his hand and he would always be reading, constantly reading. And he would remind us that we come from explorers. We come. so cool. And we come from explorers and we 
are explorers. When we came into this country, we are now the explorers. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that. And with explorers, we're exploring and we can't be afraid to, to do things, to, yeah. to, to do our things, to, to live our life, to, to succeed, to do all these things because we are, we can't help it. It's in our blood. It's in our, it's, it's in us. Yeah, and is. I, from a very early age, I always had my grandparents saying, try, you have to try. We're yeah. here. This is, this is what it is. You've got to do it. And so I had a, a different upbringing sometimes from some other friends of mine who their parents, their big thing was coming to this country. To and then for their children, they didn't want them to suffer. They didn't right. want them to not succeed. So the easy way was to say, oh, you're fine. We're fine like this. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, to me, it's, it's, again, it's who I am. Yeah. Now, I married a non-Portuguese. I am the first one. You in- even. I know. I I dated Portuguese. I dated some Portuguese men. I did. But you know what? I had a grandfather and I had a father who adored his, they adored their wives and they did everything for their wives. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't the typical, I don't know. I saw some other families and I saw some other things where, and the guys that I dated, maybe I just dated jerks at the time, yeah. but it was like, they were not like, huh? No, 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 yeah. no, no. This, this is, is not, not how my grandfather. This is not how my, exactly. This is not how my, and it was like, no, thank you. I don't want yeah. any of that. You know, you yeah. know, I'm not going to come home and take off your shoes for you and wash your feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh and yeah. so again, I'm an old lady guys. I'm an old lady. This is a long time ago. So it, it was the type of thing where, you know, I married an English Irishman, mm-hmm. um, but he adores our culture, mm-hmm. adores it, and uh, just takes it all in. And what's funny in all this, folks, is Angela and I were just like always talking on the phone or Skyping together or doing all that thing. And then we were really lucky that this past weekend, uh, <laughs> Angela had a meeting. She's like, oh, I'm going to have a meeting in Rhode Island. And I'm like, Rhode Island? We're in Rhode Island because I'm in Massachusetts. It's not, you know, this is not California, Angela. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much close to, to each other here. So she's like, oh, I'm going to be in Rhode Island. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, so we met. Finally, so we, yeah. Finally, we met. And, uh, and Angela got to meet my husband, Bob. He's a sweetheart. Yes, he is. He is a sweetheart. He is a sweetheart. So, I mean, we, we were just talking about all the different things and the differences and all that stuff in our family and our children. And, you know, Angela has one daughter mm-hmm. who is how old now? She's two and a half, almost three. Half. Oh, we'll talk about three when she gets there. I'll give you a few. <laughs> and okay. then I have, <laughs> and I have three daughters who again are, you know, they're half, they're half Portuguese, but I always tell them it's their better half. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's the truth. No, I mean, hello, it is the truth. But you know, the English Irish, they're not so bad either. And I found that there are a lot of similarities, you know, it's Mm -hmm. family is so important. You know, the whole, the whole thing of being together and, um, it, it's just a lot of similarities, very, you know, very close. Right. Well, you know, it's it's funny. I have run into quite a few non-Portuguese who love Portugal. 
Yes. And and so much so that they either retire there or they move there or, you know, and sometimes I say, I wish that some Portuguese loved their culture as much as these non-Portuguese love the Portuguese. Isn't that the truth? You know? That is so um, true. And they've actually, you know, for example, like Jean Anderson, even though she didn't get it quite right, if she made the first mainstream cookbook about Portugal, I mean, she did our community a service and and trying, getting the the ball rolling in terms of raising awareness of of Portuguese food at the mainstream level. And, you know, that's happened with, you know, there's a guy by the name of Barry Hatton who lives in Portugal. He's not Portuguese at all, but wrote a book about the Portuguese history. And I mean, there's so many people like that, that actually do the community a service in yeah. some way, shape, or form. And it's just, I'm always amazed that someone who is not Portuguese can have the same same amount of love and passion for our food, our, our music, our, you know, the architecture, just everything that you see when you go there. It's yeah. heartwarming, really. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And I don't like, uh, we were saying this before, uh, or you were saying this before, how, you know, there's plenty of us who don't, who kind of like, yeah, I'm Portuguese, but, or you're like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's been many years we've lived here. So, yeah. you know, we're American now. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, yeah. honey. Okay. Little butterfly, <laughs> you know, come on over here, you know, yeah. because yeah. you sensitive flower, you, you know, yeah. guess what, honey, you're Portuguese. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Can't it. It, you you can't, can't change it. It's in yeah. your DNA, you yeah. know? Just because your family immigrated here many years ago, guess what? You've Americanized, but it doesn't make you any less Portuguese because it isn't. I mean, we we immigrated here. This is a land of immigrants. Mm -hmm. United States is a land of immigrants. But it doesn't make me any less Portuguese. I know who I am. Right. And why not be proud of who you are? Sure. I mean, there are plenty of other, you know what I love? And we're going to go down a tangent here. I'm going to, I'm going to go on a tangent because now I'm getting all pissed thinking about it. Okay. And that is, you know, I love, I connect very well with Italian people. I connect okay. very well yeah, with Italians. They have, they're as passionate sometimes. I think the same way that we are in whatever we're doing, mm-hmm. they're home, their family, their God, their food, their, all of that is all done with love and passion. And I find, I have a lot of friends of mine who are also Italian and I swear to God, it's like, are you sure you're not Portuguese? And they go, (laughs) are you sure you're not Italian? And, and it's like, no, we, we are, you know, it's like, no, no, no. I'm telling you a a Portuguese that were, were explorers. We went into Italy and guess what? You've got our DNA, you know, that kind of thing. I always kid around with them, Mm -hmm. but they own it. They embrace it. Oh Yeah. They support each other. Yeah, they do. And it's, there is no doubt on that. And Mm -hmm. there's that pride of like, even if they were, you know, they've been here for four, you know, four generations or whatever, they'll always say, I'm Italian. Mm -hmm. And if Um, they have to choose a product, but if there's two brands of coffee or two brands of whatever, and one's Italian, they'll buy the Italian one. They'll buy the Italian. Yeah. That is how close they are to who they are. And I don't see that in us. Yeah, I know. It's uh, this is a whole this is a whole other podcast, Maria. Oh my <laughs> god, that piss yeah. that pisses me off to no yeah, end. It really that, does. That we can't we have that right. same passion and that same love and 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 own it. We have yeah. to own it. 
Yeah. And and we're hoping that by doing this podcast, Angela, we're just going to keep shoving it in people's faces of, you know, be proud of who you are. And encourage them to, you know, Starbucks doesn't need another patron. Go to your local Portuguese coffee shop and have your espresso there, you know? That's right. And your pastry is going to be a heck of a lot better than whatever you can get at Starbucks. So hands down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, but yeah, we've got to support each other. And I I, I don't like when I hear people saying, oh, I'm a Portuguese restaurant. But if I had to depend on Portuguese clients, I'd go out of business. Yeah, that that bothers me. Yeah, Yeah, I know. That bothers me. You're right. It's another podcast. I'm getting all heated up now. I'm I know, I know, I know. Here. You know, one thing I totally, we could change, totally change in directions. One thing I did want to talk about since we're only two months into the new year, though, is just to chat a little bit about the holidays and what kind of foods did you make? And I made bacalhau gomersa for the first time for my family. So I've made it for just my husband and I before, but I made it for 20 people, which was, holy cow, that was an experience. <laughs> But I would love to hear like, you know, what's your, and we talked a little bit about this in the webinar, but you know, this is a separate thing. So, yeah. Oh my God. For the holidays, what didn't I make? I I think it was like a continuation of two months of nonstop eating. Yeah. Hence the reason you can roll me down the hill. I I can be rolled down the hill now. And, you know, it, it's like a food frenzy as soon Mm -hmm. as Thanksgiving comes around. And for us, even though we're Portuguese, there is no Thanksgiving in Portugal. We have embraced Thanksgiving because, again, what does it involve? Family around a table, all Mm -hmm. kinds of food, all kinds of uh, you know desserts, and all. That's a that's a Sunday afternoon. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I think those Indians were really Portuguese. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, so the thing is, is it starts with that. And of course, yes, we have the turkey because you've got to have the turkey, but the stuffing is not your stuffing, you know, whatever. You've got, you know, your meats in it and you've got your chorizo in it and all that stuff. And then you've got the baked beans and you can't just have a turkey. You have to have ribs and you have to have a roast and you have to have, you know, uh, the sweet potatoes. What do you mean in a casserole with mushrooms on top? I mean, marshmallows on top. No, 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 no. You've got to roast them (laughs) and you've got to, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's all of that. Yeah. They're like all these things that need to be on the table, but we take it and we make it our own. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so I made Portuguese stuffing for the first time ever. And oh my God, it was so good. So I think I'm going to make it from now on. Absolutely. Why do we even yeah. bother? I mean, it's just, it has so much flavor with our, it does. our you know, in it and shoo, yep. well, yeah. So, and then you go into, you know, Christmas time. Yeah. And before that, I mean, you're, for me, I make liqueurs as gifts. So I start, yeah, I plan it already. So during the year, I find uh, bottles with the nice little, you know, cork type thing that kind of slips off and on, the pop-up ones. And I buy that. I go to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and no folks that we don't have sponsors at TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Uh, I can say their <laughs> name. And yeah. so, and I, I, whatever store I can find them, I pick them up because I know I'm going to give them away. So by October, I already have, because it takes like a good month to have it like, yeah, having it like all in that grain alcohol. 
uh, going for that month to kind of make make sure everything is done really well. And -hmm. it's taken everything from the peels of the the fruits. So I start already in in October. So by the end of November, I'm ready to bottle so that in February and in, uh, I'm sorry, in December, I'm ready to start like, okay, putting the gifts together for people. So I do orange liqueur, I do lemon liqueur and no, it's not limoncello. Yeah, I I need to do I do a milk liqueur that I just um learned how to make. I made a milk a, liqueur? A milk liqueur. But it's What? Milk, yes, it's the liqueur de lait. But you also it's kind of de- deceptive because there's chocolate in there too. Oh, so it is really decadent. And then my last time I was in San Miguel, my cousin taught me how to make coffee liqueur. Which oh, yeah. coffee liqueur? You don't love, need to. Love that. Yes, isn't it amazing? Have you had it? It's amazing. I've had, uh, yeah, some that you buy in the store, but um, no, no, I no, no, to, no, no. I no. may have to place an order with you for your own. <laughs> yes. So I've, uh, so I make all those things and I get everything all ready and set, you know, set away. But so, and then before Christmas, it's the baking all of the cakes, it's the making the masa, it's the making of the hostus, it's doing the dish, which is always a codfish dish, like you. You did the gumshtsa. I did also a gumshtsa too, which is, well, I think one of the, it really is the, the one staple. to start. It is the staple. Yeah. It is that one. And I think from there, you know, the bakalabraj, which is also delicious. And my cousin, when I was there, I had souffle de bakalab. And I'm like, a souffle what? of, oh yeah. That These, sounds delicious. It's delicious. But the other thing I had when I was there was a codfish quiche. <gasps> yes. Oh, I want to make that. Oh my God, Angela. Oh my God. Of course, I made it. I've made it. Of course. <laughs> Hello, I made it. And it is amazing. Yeah. Do, uh, I, when I say amazing, I mean amazing. So it's so it's all of those things there. And then, of course, I have to get the cookies and then my so we have to start bringing some other stuff coming into that table and it's just it's a huge table of full of stuff and and everyone goes and then it's new year's eve and what do you do for new year's day you have to have pork because my mom always said you have to start the year with pork because that's a good thing okay huh i heard that i have no idea if that is the case but in my head that is what my mom always said so i'm not breaking tradition okay so New Year's <laughs> New Year's Day is pork. So whether I do a pork loin or a pork butt and I roast it or mm-hmm. ham, eh, you know, my some of my girls are like, oh, ham mom, you know, whatever. Yeah. But usually it's the the pork butt. I love the pork butt. And I know it has a lot of fat in it, but that's what you want to make it nice and not dry and all that. Yeah. It's just really great. It's also the holidays uh, and the New Year's resolutions only start after New Year's, right? Yeah, well, so. Yeah. What, what, what is it now? February? I, I haven't started it yet. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but I swear I'm going to start in March. I said I'm going to do it. Swear. I'm going to start in March. That's what I'm going to do it. Okay, folks, I heard it. It's there. It's been Holding it to you. It's all recorded. It's, recorded. it's yep. all recorded. I yep. can't go back from it now. <laughs> okay, folks, March. March, I'm going to do it. I'm going to join Angela with no breads. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if I'll last until March. Or this is just a Lent thing. We'll see. So, yeah. So, it's it really is a nonstop thing. And now we're we're coming across, what is it, this month here? It's 
I mean, we really don't do. It was Mardi Gras. We had Fat Tuesday. That's mm, what we yeah. just finished. We just finished doing that. Yeah, and we it didn't was do all, anything for that. You didn't. We. I always yeah. make malasadish. That's. Yeah. I make. I make the malasadish. I do. And what's funny is, is whenever I put that on my page, my web page, or I put it on my Facebook page of I'm making malasadish because it's you know, and I put the recipe down and all that uh-huh. stuff. They'll people go, oh no, that's not malasadish. That's filouche. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right, but. You might call it filouge. I call it malasadas. And then yeah. someone else, oh, up in Canada, we call it beaver tails. I would, yeah. my mother never called it beaver tails. Beaver tails, no. No, no, no. I'm sorry, folks, <laughs> but it was malasadas. And then someone's like, oh, no, that's just Portuguese fried dough. Yeah, hello. Yeah, it is. But we call it malasadas. <laughs> so I always have like this big debate on, you know, what yeah. do we call it? You know, yeah. I don't care what you call it, folks. We know it's good. It's yeah. delicious. Enjoy yeah. it. Have one. Here you go. Yep. You yep. know. Well, and also there's different ways to make it, right? Because if you go to Hawaii, yes. the malasadas are a little different. They've, really? They've, yeah. They've really, um, it's like a Hawaiian Portuguese version of Portuguese food over there. Even their linguisa has a different flavor. The exactly. malasadas are more like, honestly, you know, they're more, they're a little closer to Bose de Berlin because they have like a custard in them. Oh, they yeah. have custard inside of them. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, there's a, fam- a famous place in Hawaii, and I'm forgetting the name. Um, I'll think of it later. But yeah, they're very famous for their malasadas, their Portuguese donuts, and they're delicious. Don't get me wrong, um, but they are not the fiage that I grew up eating with my grandparents. No, isn't that funny? Now, yeah. see, my my mom when she would make it, you know, she would stretch it out the whole bit and fry yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes when she wasn't in the mood to take that extra work of doing that, she would just make little balls and put them in there. Okay. So, sometimes, so sometimes it's the same dough, but she would make it differently. Right. And sometimes she'd get tired of stretching them and we'd have half stretched and half in little <laughs> balls. You know what I mean? But yeah. this, there was just no way. But I've heard people say, I've never been to Hawaii, but they're like, oh, this is Hawaiian, you know, the malasadas. This is Hawaiian malasadas. And then I know in Hawaii, you have a lot of people who immigrated there. Now we're talking, you know, a, a very long time ago yep, yep. from Madeira yep. as well as the Azores. And yep. that's where they settled. Yep. So they did bring all that stuff with them. And yep. the malasadas makes sense because that's from the Azores. You know what I mean? They would call yeah, it malasadas. Yeah. But maybe they make it differently in Madeira that we're not aware of. It, it could be. I, I have to say huh. I I've had... I, I, we say filage, so I'm going to call them filage. But, filage, um, yeah. I've never had filage made by someone who's from Madeira, so I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't either. I haven't either. Interesting. But, yeah. So, well, I would say my one advice for anybody who is not an expert at making bagliagonsa, if you want to try and make it for a large amount of people, do all of your prep work the day before. Yes. <laughs> because yes. Otherwise, you will be so tired of peeling potatoes and <laughs> and shredding the bacalhau. And oh my gosh, my mom and I were doing it together, and we were late to to dinner because we were. It took us so really, long. Really, yeah. The key yeah. for any large dinners you're putting together is all about prep. prep Absolutely, yes. yeah. Because it it's not a hard thing. dish to make it. No, all. no, not yeah. at all. It's I've all actually the- I've actually peeled and parboiled. Uh, the potatoes the day before. You uh, oh, and actually parboiled them before. Okay, I was yep. thinking of just peeling and cutting them, but actually parboil. Okay. Yeah, I've okay. done that. I've done that before because it goes back in the oven. 
Yeah, yeah. So let me so, ask you, do you cook the bacalhau before you put it in or do you put it in raw? No, you cook it before. Okay. Because it's easier to, what's the word, desfliar or something like that? Yes, yes. I don't know if yes, I said yes, that right. Yeah, but, yeah. You uh, did, you did. You said that. All right, good. So it's easier to do that once it's cooked. I tried doing okay. it before I boiled it and oh my God, I, no, it no, just no, took no, me forever. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, all right, no, I'm doing no. all right. Yeah, no, you did it right. You're a green <laughs> Are you kidding me? Anyway, it came out all right, but it, it certainly wasn't the best version of it that I'd ever made. But everyone seemed to enjoy it, so that was good. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? I'm looking at this time, and we said, well, we're going to talk for about an hour and see how it goes and whatever. Yeah. We could keep on talking, damn it. Totally I mean, we really could. could. Oh, we really and, could. And we've, we've come to the hour. We're, we're done. We're done with our first podcast. Yay! We did it. And, and uh, I'm not nearly as nervous as I was when we got started. No. And the whole thing is, is I don't think, did I even say my name? I have no idea. Did I? At the very beginning. Yeah. You introduced Oh yeah, me. I did. I did. But well, you I didn't say, say, you didn't say that you're the Azorian green bean and that you no, have. No, I didn't. I didn't say and, that. Yes. Come not, on. Like I'm, shameless yes. plug here, Maria. I what? am the Azorian green bean. <laughs> I am the green bean. I am proud of it. I am a green bean. So, yeah. Wow. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah, so tell everybody about your book. Well, I have a cookbook called Azorian <laughs> Cooking, and it's on its seventh printing right now. It's sold a lot of books, more than I ever imagined, and it blows me away every day on this little book that just like the little engine that could it's the little uh -huh. book that could and it keeps touching people's lives and it's no, it's a wonderful thing and i'm working on book two now i'm working Yay. on book two. yeah yeah so yeah so this is well, awesome this well is i awesome. think one thing that we when we finally met in person the one thing we talked about was how you started doing it purely as a project of love because you love to cook and it's something that you, it has been throughout your life and you wanted to share it. And so I think anything that you start that comes from a place of pure passion and love and authenticity, it's going to be successful because yeah. not only are people going to love your recipes, but they're going to get that energy from you and the fact that this was done because, you know, this woman clearly loves to, to cook and it's just, yeah. people can, yeah. I and think people pick up I, on that, you know, they do pick up on the vibe, you know, and the, and like you said, you know, I, I do like to cook, but I wanted to make sure that I preserve these recipes because these are my mom's. That's a good point. Yeah, you yeah. know things that she would make that I wanted to preserve for my daughters to have, and yeah. that is the main reason why I did it. It was out of love, like you yeah. said, and and I when I wrote it, I I cried a lot through it because oh, I was I was reliving all the celebrations that I was talking about in that book yeah. that were no longer there, that we don't longer celebrate because. We, with my mom and with my dad any longer. And yeah. so I did, I cried through the whole thing. I, I've been writing it and I would be crying. And now I get people sending me some private messages and saying, I read your cookbook and it made me cry. And oh, oh. so you're absolutely right. So I, I guess those feelings are my energy. That energy is there. Cause they, some people actually feel it. And, um, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it was absolutely done out of love and not 
thought of as, oh, people are going to go crazy. They're going to love this book. They're going to buy it. None of that. It was, I'm going to do this for my girls. I was and, just about to say, uh, what a great legacy to leave for your daughters. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Well, and you know, it's it, the whole preservation thing is so important because I only have one grandmother left. And so the recipes from, and she's on, she's my mother's mother. So yeah. the recipes from my dad's side really are kind of lost now. I mean, we have a few written down, but my grandmother was quite a good cook on that side. And so my grandmother on my mother's side, you know, she's 92. Wow. And God bless. now we're all kind of scrambling like, grandma, you have to teach us how to make this and you have to teach us how to make that <laughs> and we'll help you. And, you know, and God yeah, bless. you've got to do it. You've got to do yeah, that. You know, she's still, she lives on her own. She drives, she cooks, she gardens. I mean, she's still, I mean, she's a machine. And so- yeah. Thank God she can still do these things. But yeah, I mean, if we don't learn from her now. Yeah, it'll get lost. Gonna, yeah. I mean, my, and my mom, uh, actually my mom and my aunt both know how to make some pretty yeah. good uh, desserts and things like that. But yeah, if you don't learn it, it doesn't get preserved. So kudos That's to right. you for, for that. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, it's been wonderful talking and we look forward to meeting again and and being at our table our portuguese table and discussing all these wonderful great things about being portuguese yep i'm so excited me too so excited. all right honey thanks, everybody I'll, all right, all right thanks maria bye-bye now bye thanks again for listening to our portuguese table podcast if you haven't subscribed yet you can do so on soundcloud or itunes And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima! próxima.